time once again for Sports Sidebar, covering sports for Northeast Ohio and sometimes even a little outside that area. Sports Sidebar, where we prove that a little knowledge is dangerous, but even less knowledge makes it a little easier to fill an hour. Now on to our hosts, Captain Bill and Dave. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone, and uh, it is a, a good Tuesday afternoon, I believe. It is a good Tuesday. Anytime you can get up and do anything, it's a good day, <laughs> and especially on Tuesday. Yes, and uh, we get closer and closer, but sometimes I feel like we get farther and farther away from our sports. It's a tale of two cities. It's the best of times, and it's the worst of times. Yeah, how do you like that? Huh? Yeah, I, I I never thought of that uh, correlation before, but yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're winging it like we've done for the last three months. We've had so many wings and sick of wings. Yeah, we're winging it so much. Yeah, well, and, and you know the thing is, is the Indians appear to be getting closer and closer. To getting a roster set and to getting, uh, uh, I mean, uh, in Monday's paper they were even talking about batting orders, and then yeah. and then you've got college saying, well, you know what, we're only going to play in our own conference. The Ivy League might not play at all, and well, they're not playing at all. They're not pl- okay, so they're, they're not, not they're not playing at all, uh, and the whole reason to keep football going in Kent and the University of Akron was to play all these big schools that would beat the, the snot out of them but give them lots of money to do that. And now yeah, I, that's I, not going to happen. Well, unfortunately, for well, first of all, I don't understand the concept of not playing non-conference games. The COVID's not going to strike you if you play Kent or Bowling Green. or I, I, I don't understand the logic of it. Um, some of these the Ohio State plays Nebraska, I think, that, or um, not Nebraska, yeah. but let's say Rutgers. No, no, Nebraska's in the Big Ten. They are in the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, is that any different? I mean, what's the – a football team is a football team is a football team. Obviously, some are a lot better than others, but um, I, I don't understand why. I, I, I really don't, unless that gives them a lot more home games. But most of these teams go to Ohio State or Michigan or whatever the Big Ten to be, uh, like you say, uh, lambs to the slaughter. Right. But um, and and it is a huge blow. For I, I know that um, like Bowling Green is going to miss out on 1.2 million dollars for uh, playing at uh, at uh, Ohio State. So. They listed several different teams. Akron was not, I don't believe, I think they were going to play Clemson this year. Well, I think they were pay, playing Penn State as well, weren't they? No, no. Uh, Akron was not impacted by, according to the paper, but I think they played Clemson. We're supposed to play Clemson, and I'm sure that was a uh, a, a nice paycheck. Um, like Ball State was supposed to play Michigan, and that's almost a million bucks. Uh, Central Michigan was supposed to play Nebraska for 1.3 million. So um, you know, it goes on and on. But 
my goodness gracious, yeah, those those are revenue enhancement uh, parts of your schedule because they're not going to make any money at home. But even when there's no COVID-19, you can roll a bowling alley down uh, <laughs> aisles at, at the, at the, at the uh, InfoCision field. So uh, I, I, I feel bad for him. And, and, of course, we've had several articles saying, you know, uh, and I guess Akron U is going to make, the trustees are going to make some decisions tomorrow. Uh, but uh, certainly the impact of uh, these cuts is to be determined. And some of the professors are uh, stating they really should uh, lower uh, the division of Akron U and football from one, one division one to two, but there's a tremendous financial um, cost to doing that, which would negate any savings that they would receive. And I think Marla Rittenauer run a, did a nice article about certain times over the last several years that Akron U football has produced. I mean, not re- recently, but, you know, Jason Taylor, for example, going to Akron U and then becoming a Hall of Famer, brought Akron U some notoriety, a, a positive notoriety. You had... Uh, Was it Charlie um, Fry? Was it Charlie Fry? Charlie Fry, you had Matt, Matthew Cherry uh, winning a Oscar for a uh, short film, uh, an Akron U football player, bringing, again, positive aspects to uh, the University of Akron. So if you weigh it out, you're not really going to save anything. And sometimes these positive mentions of the University of Akron produce uh, more more students say, hey, listen, that's not a bad school if uh, Matthew Cherry has gone on to become a, an Oscar-winning producer of a short film. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty pretty darn good accomplishment. Jason Taylor, Hall of Fame, when he was mentioned to go into the Hall of Fame, he's a University of Akron alum and uh, coached by my son, uh, my brother, uh, not my son, but my but, brother. Uh, but, he was so, a tra- uh, but he was a transfer here from another college. Yeah, but still, they had to develop him. He yeah. was under, you know, he undersized at the time, but he developed here and became a tremendous football star, from especially from Miami. Uh, so, you know, you have these other guys, too, who have gone, uh, not a lot, but uh, Akron Youth had their share of uh, young men going to the professional uh, ranks. You had some become, uh, you know, bronze, silver, Olympic medalists. This, this, these athletics do produce a good PR for your school, and to go from Division One, for example, to Division Two, is uh, I, I I agree. After trying to balance it out in my mind, that that would not be uh, uh, a good thing, because I remember uh, way back when when. The uh, Akron U, when my brother was playing, it was not Division One, but it was like a Division One Double A or something right. like that. Yes. And they went to the Pioneer Bowl and they to play for the title, and they didn't win, but there was no notoriety to that, none. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But you know, if Akron U would have, for instance, they almost upset Nebraska uh, about fifteen twenty years ago, 
and, and that brought attention, positive attention. So in the long run, I, I know it, it's a it's a cost. You got to balance that versus some of the cuts you're going to make to academics. It's a tough time. It really, really is a tough time. And you know, getting back to what you were saying, I really think uh, cutting the schedule down from uh, non-conference to just conference games is just the uh, it's just be prepared for no season whatsoever. Well, I, I it, right. That's kind of the where I was going. If they, some school, the Ivy League is cutting out, and the other ones are cutting down in numbers and only playing in your own conference, the next step is no games at all. Yeah. I mean, there was an article not too long ago in the Beacon about Ohio State's fall uh, outlook grows dim. Uh, I think Kent State was supposed to have full contact or start contact. Yes. Uh, and that was stopped. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, yesterday, Monday, the uh, Ohio High School Association, Athletic uh, Association, said, well, we're, we're proceeding as usual, uh, assuming that they're going to play because these kids start practicing August 1st. And my goodness gracious. Yeah. It's... Well, I don't know what's worse, letting a student athlete in high school Continue to be optimistic, and then I, I don't know if it's going to happen, uh, or just you know realizing that this is um, an extremely unusual uh, event, the COVID uh, pandemic, and and to cancel. But I have empathy too. I mean, my goodness gracious, if you are a star high school player and cannot demonstrate your skills. In your senior year, yes. That, you know, how much does that leave you out from getting scholarships? Um, yeah, I, to to a very good school. The Beacon has been having a lot of these uh, spring athletes and teams uh, focused on, and a good deal of them do are are they've already decided they've already signed on with schools. But if they haven't done that, uh, uh, you know, and now you're looking at juniors. Those that were juniors last year, if they don't get a chance to show, then how does anybody evaluate you as a student you, athlete? You, you don't. I mean, you, if you, let's say you were a promising. Um, uh, well, and, and to take it, and to take it the next step, you you lose another, you lose a year of football or two. How do you evaluate these players going into the NFL ahead of time? Well, that's true as well. I mean, um, of course, they have scouts that recognize talent on the college level, but, you know, uh, sophomore juniors are still developing. Many times they don't come into their own until their senior year. Right. So if you were a junior, for example, a very good football player, but missed half the year because of a sprained ankle, and you were going to use your senior year to demonstrate to Ohio State or Big Ten schools or Pac-12, whatever it happens to be, that you are uh, um, top-quality scholarship material as far as football goes, you're going to be denied that opportunity, so you're going to go from a scholarship to having to make the team as a walk-on. I mean, those are such dramatic differences, isn't it? I mean, tremendous, tremendous differences. uh, impact on young men's lives. And so I can understand, certainly can understand 
that uh, the Ohio High School Athletic Association is going to do everything they can to prepare for a season. And maybe at these practices they have scouts from different universities there to watch these young men. And young women in other sports as well, uh, golf. But, uh, uh, I mean, golf is not a contact sport. <laughs> it's, it's Not, you know, not or, usually. Or, or, or lacrosse or... <laughs> Well, not, yeah, not, not, you, not usually. You get mad at somebody <laughs> and your fortune like could be, huh? And if you're a golfer, you know, you make your wife mad at you, then it becomes a contact sport. Yeah, that could be a contact <laughs> problem. But anyway, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a sad situation. And, I mean, it's not getting any better. We thought no. week after week we were talking about, you know, the curves flattening. And now in the last week it's just run rapid and, some of these yeah and some of these I mean, uh, and we 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 generally kick off that we we didn't this time but you look at the numbers rising and, and again uh, uh just reading on the internet yesterday how a 30 year old went to this covid party because he thought it was nothing but a big hoax he died from the covid you know it, it's people aren't respecting it and that's why all of a sudden yeah, they got tired of staying home. They got tired of not going to the restaurant. They got tired of not going to the bar. And so they just go. And uh, all they're doing is is infecting it beyond the... We're, we, we've surpassed New York at this point. Uh, what's go, What happened there? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and now you've got it really hot in four states. Florida, Arizona, Texas, and uh, uh, what, was, what was the other one that was really hot? California, maybe? No, California's a bad. South Carolina's bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, boy, I, oh, it's just, uh, it's just sad. It's just sad. You know, we, there's a lot of reasons we, we've, we've talked about it before. I think there's a lack of uh, leadership from the top. That, uh, you know, you, you keep being told do your thing normally. On, on one hand, then you have the scientists saying. If you do, that, you're going to be in big trouble, and it's a conflicting message. Right, and and, and unfortunately, the White House is trying to 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 tear down the peep, the scientists, and know what they're doing and what they're talking about. Yeah, and and that's what's certainly happening right now because it's all about the presidency. I know it's it's. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I mean, there's been tough times before, but normally you have somebody on the top saying, we've got to do this and we've got to do that, and not say uh, liberate the state from these uh, restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do what you want to do and everything will be fine. And, uh, well, we see the impact of that. Yes. I mean, Texas, for goodness sakes, you got Houston on the verge of of uh, having to rent refrigerated trucks to put bodies in. Come yeah. on. Um, and I, I don't know what the solution if, if I had the solution, I'd make a lot of money. But I well, the, but the I, solution I, is there. The the, the inspect not inspector the 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 the, the, uh, the chief medical person. Not uh, who is it that the. the Dr. Fauci? No, 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 no. The 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 one that, that works for the, the federal government for the president, technically. The the who? Uh, 
Cooper used to be in, and he, he wore an admiral's uniform. Oh, the uh, uh, yes, I don't know his name, yeah, either, but I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. well, anyway, he's it, it, yes, the Surgeon General. He has said we could control this in three to four weeks if everybody does their part. But you know what? I took my wife Sunday to the Cracker Barrel in Portage County, and there were like. 3% of the people that actually wore masks going in and coming out. We headed into Summit County. There were 3% of people that weren't wearing them. Yeah, because of the uh, elevation for, or I guess but that yeah, doesn't but that doesn't to, right but it doesn't mean three. but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist in Portage County and if every oh, no, it's and if that's a border don't you understand <laughs> and if everybody if everybody and basically the, the the surgeon general saying if everybody did their part we stay inside when you can when you go out wear masks it stops you from giving it to somebody else and the, the, if everybody does that they can't give it to you don't group, get together in groups. You do these things, and we could wipe this, you know, not wipe it out, but we could c- curtail it strongly in four weeks, three to four weeks, if we all did this for the next month. Well, the COVID-19 virus, they get in a car, and then when they see Summit County, I mean, Portage County, they jump out and say, hey, I'm not going to attack anybody. <laughs> there, don't you know these things? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I guess I guess I, I forgot that it doesn't cross. It's it's like Bonnie and Clyde. They went across the county line, and then then the police couldn't <laughs> chase them after that. Yeah. Um, well, and, and all these people from Texas, Arizona, they're not just staying there. They're going to California. They're going all over the place. Uh, and you're right. If everybody wore a mask, ninety percent compliance of masks could eradicate this thing big time. And uh, we're number one in the world uh, for this, and that's not a good thing. It really is because for whatever reason, we, yeah. But it starts at the top. Well, it, what it, what it happened, unfortunately, is that, and we, I, I'm sure we've mentioned this before, we have turned the pandemic from a we have turned the pandemic from from a health issue into a political issue. And, uh, and it's been a disaster to do that. It is a disaster to do that. Uh, this is not about politics. You guess what? The COVID nineteen doesn't give a rat's butt uh, about politics. No, no. A hundred and thirty-seven thousand people have died in the last four and a half months. That's no. That's just the U.S. That's just the U.S. That's just the United States. And. Uh, I think we have we're, another example of a president of Brazil who thinks that this is a big hoax. He got it himself, and he says it's no big deal. I mean, so that nation is digging uh, burial plots faster than they can fill them. Right. Mexico we, is having a tremendous problem, too, all because people have put economic uh, recovery in in front of um, a, an economy. If you're... If you're buried, to get rid of it is the first thing you need to do. If you're but uh, about the stock market, but forth. but if you're burying thousands and thousands and thousands of people, how does that help your economy? Well, I don't know. <laughs> One thing I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I I don't understand the stock market. It seems to be doing just fine. Some somebody explained it to me. Well, there's so much stimulus in the uh, in the economy because of the. Uh, all you know, trillions of dollars infused by the federal government, and some of the people who don't 
need a lot of this uh, stimulus money or is putting it into the stock market, and that's artificially inflating the stock market at this time. But once these uh, payroll protection plans start to uh, expire, like they're going to do here rapidly, and, and it is really going to take a hold on the economy because $600 a week on top of your unemployment benefits have, keeping, have keep, kept people afloat, and, and that's going to go away. And you got a, 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 a tremendous, tremendous uh, problem going to occur here with the evictions because a lot of right. yeah. uh, places have put a moratorium on evictions, but when that starts to happen, watch out. And it's just silly because we could just eradicate this thing like they've done in other countries. And uh, I don't know. I don't have the solution. I mean, people well, say and, wear masks. That's well, the solution, it, I guess. Right. I mean, you look I mean, at... You, look you at, work at masks all the time in three months. You take them off and go indoors when it's cold, shopping, and you get it again. I don't know. And, and really, really, though... Until they get a vaccine, this thing is right. going to rear its ugly head for the foreseeable future. We had a plan, you know, we had plans to leave for uh, Europe in September, but we we called our agency and said, you know, can we just postpone it a year without any problem? And she said, yes, we can. I mean, a lot of people, we don't even know if we we're going to be allowed. <laughs> right, that's to, true. To go in there. Because guess what? Americans aren't... Uh, 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 welcome in a lot of places right now, including Canada, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, they were supposed to open the border J- July 21st, and with the amount of um, resurgence of the uh, virus, I don't think that's going to occur. If you do go up there, you're supposed to spend 14 days. <laughs> yeah. Be prepared to go into Canada and go into a hotel room and spend in two weeks. That's a great vacation. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're... And they can track you. I mean, they know well. When you go across the border, they take a picture of your life plate, and if you're out and about and they catch you, you're in trouble. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a very, very difficult time, and a lot of people have had long standing plans canceled, and uh, uh Aspirations that can't be fulfilled. I mean, I'm not. I'm one of them. I mine small potatoes, like I've said before. I've always wanted to go to a uh, democratic political convention as a delegate. I had that chance. Now I'm going to be in front of the computer eating popcorn instead of being in a in a uh, celebration of that of that event. So uh, it's a lot of people are affected and. I just, on one hand, say just get it over with and, and and go to strict mask wearing and limited activities. I mean, they're closing the bars in Texas. That's how bad it is. Yeah. You know, bars in Texas are synonymous with each other, right? I mean, they, they yeah. people go to bars all the time, but you still see pictures of people gathering together in Michigan, a big lake party with a lot of boats. All It's like they're thumbing their nose at this thing. And yeah. guess what? This virus doesn't care. No. It doesn't care. And they say, well, I'm not going to get it. I'm not. I'm young, healthy, but they spread it to their parents and grandparents. Well, uh, what they're listening to is some of the rhetoric that came out 
when it was first coming out, well, you know, you only have to worry about it if you're old, you know, uh, otherwise you may get a little sick. And that's what they go around thinking until they get it. And they don't realize, one, how ill you become with it, and two, uh, uh, the fact that it could have lifelong lasting effects on your body. That's what people don't realize. You may not feel bad now, but there's internal organ damage that this could lead to long-term consequences. Uh, and, and that's certainly something to consider. I mean, you had these young men at Clemson and other schools coming down with it. Yeah. I mean, they're coming down with it. And, and they're planning to have a football season? Hmm. Boy, it's, it's something to behold. It's yeah. something to behold. But uh, at least this gives us something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, I, I, so again, the question is, if, if, if college football... We're talking basically. We're talking football right now. That if if your college football curtails itself or ends up shutting down, how can you possibly consider sending the high school kids out there? I I don't know. They're all, they're waiting for the governor, and you know I I think we both have given Dewine Governor Dewine some praise on how he's handle this. He's trying to do this in incremental uh, situations now with level ones, two, threes, and fours. But uh, what happens when you're a high school team going from a, uh, a level two county to a level three county for yeah. an away game uh, and, and these kids go home. They're not like college kids who stay in the dorms. These kids go home after a football game, right? Yep. yep. And, and they could uh, seriously uh, impact the their families so I, I have no idea again I can understand how this dramatically will impact the lives of young men and women and but like you said this, some of these people who get it may have little or no symptoms but it lingers inside your body and can attack organs at a later time. That's what they say. I don't know, but I've heard people say that. that people who survive this thing uh, still have the worry of kidney problems and lung problems down the road. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it sometimes you have to have somebody on the top, like Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> we have to make sacrifices. I mean, sorry, people, you have to make sacrifices. There's, you're right. not going during World War II. That generation called the greatest generation. Now I can understand why. Yes, is that uh, when they went to war, people had rations. They couldn't. Uh, they had rations for fuel. For, they had for rations for, for different types of meat products. Right, and for they had rations for everything. For ti- what? tires and gasoline and 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 whatever there was, pretty much. Yeah, and and it. Uh, I could imagine during World War II, if somebody flaunted the laws back then and said, "You know what? I'm going to have a big uh, cookout with hamburgers and." that should be going to the war effort, I think that person would be in big trouble. <laughs> I think that person would probably have uh, gotten the wrath of their neighbors. Yes. And, well, and you're, that's not happening. You're, you're we, we see, well, you, you, you are seeing it in some places, like uh, uh, like the guy recently who was at the Costco who 
ended up feeling so uh, uh, threatened by people because he wasn't wearing a mask that he went he went ballistic and that went viral and he ended up getting fired from his job. You know, wouldn't it be easier just to put a mask on? <laughs> well, I think that he started that whole encounter by saying, you know what, I I woke up today as a free man and I'm not going to wear a mask. Well, <laughs> first of all, private property rights, once you enter a, a property that's private, your your right to your personal freedoms go away. Yes. I mean, you've seen, you've seen signs for our whole entire life, no shoes, no shirts, no service. Yes. And and now they're just adding in, in no mask, no service. Yeah. Uh, and and again, I, I just, I, I don't know where this is coming from. I, my goodness gracious, we have speed limits. We have, we have regulations up and down, up and down for everybody's safety and yet we have people who just I mean I did go to Lowe's I think on Saturday with the new Summit County mandate and I, I was impressed I really was impressed that about uh, I would say I only saw one or two people out of the whole store without a mask yeah so once the government tells you I think most people okay all right but if you leave it unclear, yeah, and, and don't and don't uh, enforce it, people say, "Well, why, if I'm going to wear a mask and that guy isn't, and you're not going to do anything about it," uh, of course that puts the onus on on private businesses. Geez, can you imagine a 17 year old grocery clerk having to go up to somebody who's six foot three, 250 pounds, and say, "Hey, put your mask on." I mean, that's that's quite. <laughs> That's quite an ask. For, yes, well, sure it is. Somebody to do. Sure it is. Yeah, uh, and and you wouldn't think it should be up to the business. Actually, the business has been pleading with governments to you know do make the requirement. Don't make me do this. Make the requirement so then I can just enforce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going to have people say, I'm not putting the mask on. And then they got to call the police, and the police come in and have a confrontation, and then they say you. You don't leave. You're gonna. I, I just don't understand it. Put the stupid mask on, for goodness sakes, for whatever you need to get your uh, 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 drill, whatever you're going in there. For. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> and get in the car. Take your mask off. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, uh, it's uh, it's an interesting time. Not necessarily good, interesting times, but interesting times indeed. Now, when we play softball, we maintain six feet distance. We bring our lawn chairs now, and, and uh, we stay uh, uh, an appropriate distance away. We uh, wear masks, uh, most of us anyway, when we're not on the field. And then they use the Clorox wipes, um, uh, cleansers, Almost every time uh, somebody hits the ball and they have a big old uh, container of wipes, and they wipe down the ball, and and it's outside, it's outside. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're doing something I think responsible. If I didn't think it was responsible and wouldn't play, uh, you know, and I guess baseball's doing the same thing. Because every time I see uh, Tito Francona, uh, you know. 
watching practice. He's got you sitting down and he's wearing a mask. And some of these guys are wearing a mask when they're out in the field, which has got to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to. Uh, of course, they're athletes and, and they're much better shape than the general public, but uh, uh, I think they know. I think they know. It only takes a couple cases, and everything they're working towards would be uh, vanished yes. with, a, with, with uh, an outbreak. And uh, so we're getting daily reports from the from the Indians and. Uh, It'll be in, it, it will be interesting. It will be interesting to uh, see how it's a less. It's what a week from Friday. I can hardly wait. I really do miss it. I, I miss baseball, and uh, um, gosh, I think they're going to do really well. I think the pitching is outstanding. Yeah, and no, uh, I, I just read an article um, online that they're the ten best lineups in baseball. Indians don't have it, but I think they have a pretty consistent lineup. And we're very fortunate to have many, many switch hitters, which yeah, will yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's, benefit the line, especially the front end of the line. That's what Francona is, uh, uh, is measuring right now, to actually possibly putting four switch hitters all in the front of the, the, the top four spots. Uh, interesting. It is, and uh, we're uh, we're also going to see uh, who makes this team. There's going to be 30 initially uh, uh, who, who make the team. The other ones, I think, that will continue practicing at the Captain Stadium in Lake County. I believe so, yeah. Uh, and if they need to replace somebody, it's only a short drive from from there to uh, the, the main uh, the main team. They uh, uh, already put out the schedule for 2021, so that's that's always that's interesting as well. So, uh, I mean, we start off with Kansas City, a series of Kansas City on July 24th, just around the corner. Yeah, just around the corner. Can you believe? I, 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 I just it's just hard for me to fathom that we're starting baseball on July 24th. <laughs> we should be getting ready for the All Star. A year ago, All Star game, All Star, All Star game. Yeah, the All Star game is is would have been like tonight. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's usually the Tuesday after the after the Fourth of July or so. Yeah, and uh, so tonight would have been the All Star game with Monday night being the. The uh, future team and the uh, home run derby. That's right. Um, and um, yeah, we're going to miss out on that. And this gives us an opportunity to see Frankie Lindor. Who knows how much longer we got him? And all of this revenue shrinkage has got to affect the uh, money available for. Free agent starting. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I I don't know if teams are going to say, you know, give me Frankie Lindor, but they're not going to pay him nearly what they're going to pay uh, him uh, if this was a normal type situation. Maybe the in, this is something at least that's positive for the tribe that uh, 
because of of the uncertainty and, and the Indians are willing to pay them handsomely, but not the best uh, that you could probably make. I don't know what that is, but it yeah. may not be that big of a difference now. It, it may not be because well, right of the, because there's just not going to be as much. Considering that most markets, of course, it's the big markets that would end up with them, and they may still have the money. But just think of how much less money again, because they get so much money from the the people being in the stands, from the selling of the tickets to to the selling of the the uh, uh, hot dogs, the selling of the beers, to the to the the, the parking that they may get a, a chunk of, to the signage that's there at the ballparks that you're not going to bother selling because there's not going to be people in the stands. Uh, there's going to be so much less money for all all of your mid-market teams. So it gives you it gives you Chicago, New York, Houston, uh, uh, L.A. as the big places with all the money. Yeah, St. Louis too. St. Louis is a great baseball town the, with lots, a lot of. It's uh, a it's a great baseball financial. town, but but I'm not sure that that, that they're much larger than uh, your mid-market teams, but they could be. Well, they're not, but they have such a dedicated fan base. I mean, they draw a lot, lot better than Indians do. I mean, it's, it's a it's a baseball crazy town, always has been. Never for football. That's why they don't have a football team there anymore. Yeah. But they, they are they are dominant in, in baseball. So... I'm not saying that's a possibility of where Lindor will go, but uh, you're right. Those, those big markets, the L.A.s and the Chicago's and the New York, um, uh, are, are, or even, oh, dare say Houston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, they have that kind of capital to, to do something for him. But uh, um, my goodness gracious, he's been the the face of the franchise now for the last few years and to lose him would be not devastating but because we have such good pitching that's secured for years to come yeah but it does put into question the revenues necessary to secure a Frankie Lindor and are those revenues going to be so much more that the Indians may have a chance to entice him to stay and uh, he's got certain I mean there's certain rapport that he does have with his other players on the team. But you know what? If there's a huge difference, if, if for example, uh, I mean, at one point in time, he was he was projected to make $30 million plus. $30 million plus uh, hmm. because of his you know, skills. And I don't know if that's in the cards yet. Well, really do, don't. do you think it would behoove him, perhaps, to sign a one-year deal with Cleveland, when the money would be better, because he, he because we got him at, we got him next year technically. Technically, yeah. I I would think it would be a smart move for him part for him to to play this year, play next year. Next year is still a question mark if there's not a vaccine, right? And, yeah, uh, that, that's true. And then, and then add a year on that where things could be stabilized, and then his potential. He's still a very young man. I think he's only twenty four, twenty five. So you're only you're only talking about uh, uh, another year to to really have a, a bang up year with the Indians, and then at that time the money may be flying. I don't know. Then you get to add on to 
the uh, horrendous relationship between the Players Association and the ownership. Yeah. And that that could affect next year too. So now, when is when is that agreement up? I think it's up next year. I mean, not. I mean, we almost we almost didn't have ball this year at all because of the relationship between the players' association and the owners. Yeah. Could that happen again next year? Especially if there's no vaccine. You're right. If there's once there's a vaccine, a lot of things go into a different mode because the vaccine would make it so that. Even if you have to do the vaccine every couple of years, you know, because this thing is just not going away, uh, uh, that 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 still means you're pretty safe from it because you're going in, you get your shots. The thing that's going to kill that are all these anti-vaccine people who, again, have made health a political issue uh, instead of making it a health issue. Uh, but but anyway. Um, well, that I think next year is the last year of the collective uh, bargaining agreement. So we're looking at 2022. Uh, that season will be up in the air. So I'm just thinking like a, a agent representing somebody. I would say, you know, Frankie, we we uh, we go this year. We'll go next year. And then sign an extension for 2022, not knowing if there's a season or not. If there is, then you then you can really blossom then, and then work ready for the a more robust free agent uh, um, environment in in 2023. So, but who knows, right? I mean, who, who knows? knows? If his agent says we're going to go for the gusto now, and uh, uh, he may very well do it. He, he he's showing, you know, he's saying the right things. You know, I'm I'm here to play now. I'm, I'm not worried about the future. Well, that's all BS. It is. He's worried about the future. I mean, yes. it's just you're not human if you don't know what's if you're not thinking about your future. You just have to determine uh, whether or not uh, you want to stay with a team that you're comfortable with or go somewhere new and and, and take a risk that you'll do. Yeah, just as well with those teams uh, that you did with the Indians. You know, I guess Carlo Carrasco is an example of a guy who, who probably could have waited out free agency, but he didn't. He signed a long-term agreement. He's making good money, not tremendous money, in terms of baseball, that is. Right. And... Uh, um, uh, and he, you know, he... Look at the love this community gave him when he had his leukemia last yes, year. Yes, yeah. I think he's he's going to stay here as long as they want him, and because of of that. And uh, I mean, you you're playing for Terry Francona. You're playing for the best manager in baseball. Yes, a man a man who will go to the nth degree for every one of his players as long as they give a hundred percent. Right. There's no doubt the love that I'm talking genuine empathy and love he has for his players. I mean, you t- he talks about Frankie Lindor the same way he talks about Tyler Naquin, the same way he talks about Shane Bieber. He loves them all. Yeah. And because you know why? They give him 100%. Right. And if you give him 100%, you've got a great asset uh, backing you up, and it's just something that uh, he's got to consider. But, you know, money, 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 money. It's all about the buck. And, uh, Unfortun- unfortunately, it is. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have baseball. I think 
I think. It, all, all, all indications are we're, we're going to at least start a baseball season. Yeah. And baseball is more catered to success, I believe, than any other major sport. It's certainly in hockey, you're all over each other. Right. And in, as, indoors. As bas- I don't know how that's going to as basketball is, yeah. as basketball is. Yeah, I, I I have my serious doubts basketball is going to happen. I just just have my serious doubts that that uh, we're going to have a basketball season, especially with the outbreak of some of the teams and playing in a so-called bubble. Yeah, I, it's just I don't know why they just don't yank the season. Call whoever had the best record, the champion. You know what? Let's let's start anew in the in the fall if we can. That makes a lot of sense to me, but who knows? Uh, football. Football is going to be interesting. They're already like I, I read in the paper that the Ravens are going to limit the crowd to fourteen thousand, and because of social distancing. Wait, wait, uh, they're, they're actually planning on having fans in the state stadium. Yeah, yeah, 14,000, not a full house, but 14,000, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. I'm a virus. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to go six feet and drop dead. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. You're the, you know, you're the virus just saying thank you very much. Yeah. It's a buffet. <laughs> indeed, uh, indeed. I, I, I don't. I, I think they would be better off having no fans. And I think, but then again, you're playing a sport that is 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 a contact sport. Yes, that's what it, you know. Football is a contact sport. And it was interesting too to see that um, the president of the uh, players' association, uh, uh, Treader, who's a who's a um, uh, J.C. Treader, who is the center for the Browns, is the president of the uh, Players Association. Now, he's the president, but they have an executive director who really handles the day-to-day operations. But, you know, there's nothing in place yet for how they're going to handle uh, certain protocols to to make sure people are going to be safe. He's very, very concerned. He, he's saying the NFL is putting players at risk. And I don't know what happens if they don't reach an agreement to to, to take care of their players. He's he's, he's concerned. Um, and uh, the Browns have offered opt out options for their for their um, season ticket holders that they don't want to uh, go to the games that they can maintain their license privileges to get back in 2021. I don't know. It's just it's just so difficult to predict. I I, I really don't know if uh, you know football can can continue. I, I and college football puzzles me. I, I just I just don't know. I mean, they, these decisions, David, are coming down soon because yeah, well, yeah, you're running out of time. In the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of weeks, if you're not out practicing as a college football player. Now, right. the season's about a month sooner than, or at least two or three weeks sooner than the NFL. I can't see how you can have a season. No. And we're talking about, you know, I don't know how many 
non-conference games Ohio State plays, but let's say it's two or three, so we're talking about... Well, there's at least three at the beginning of the season that are non-conference games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes so talking about what, nine games? Yeah, nine, I think, yeah. Nine games. Unless they fill out that with other Big Ten teams. But the fact is, the reason they do these non-conference games is to really get warmed up for the conference. And you, yeah, you pick opponents that, 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 that may give you a little bit of, of push, but not too much, but, but to get you warmed up for your conference. So going yeah, I mean, uh, Ohio State was going to play Bowling Green on September 5th. That's, a, that's just a preseason warm-up game for them. Yeah. But uh, that, that packs the stadium in and gets everybody riled up. And, and then uh, I'm thinking of other uh, teams that just go in and, 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 and face these. Like Michigan, September 12th would be playing Ohio. University, not Ohio State. Ohio, Ohio State. University, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's a warm-up game. These are all, like you said, September 5th, 12th, 19th. Uh, right. The first, early, early games the f- that, that fine-tune these. And, and, that, that's, and that's why a lot of times if there are suspensions that come through for, for your major players, they're usually within the first, worked out within the first three weeks so that when they're back playing the big, you know, the conference foes and the bigger teams, they're back in, in harness and ready to play. And if there is a big game between two powerhouses, it's usually because of TV. Right. Starting off the season with, uh, you know, Notre Dame-USC, something like that, a, a classic rivalry. Uh, they may do that once in a while, but then the next two or three games are against uh, Chicken University and... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a million bucks for Notre Dame to play. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you're absolutely right. So they may play one prominent game, some of these teams, for the for the intro into the season just to make the big bucks, then play three. Uh, no, 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 Notre Dame's not even in a conference. No, no. They're, they're not. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> Yeah, I just huh? thought I just thought of that. Yeah, they're not even yeah, they're not even in a conference. Uh, uh, I, I I if I was a betting man, I would say there's probably a seventy five twenty five chance of no college football. Yeah, the closer uh, that may be, you know, and, may be and the problem low. is when things were first they were predicting things. That's when people were staying inside, businesses were shut down. And the, the the it was everything was being flattened. The curve was being flattened. And since then, they've opened up too early. And even when they op- started opening up, people are saying it's too early. And yeah. by doing that, look what has happened. It has just absolutely exploded. And yeah. I think that puts I think that puts all your your college in, and if and if the pros are thinking about. Uh, uh, they've already made adjustments and not playing any. They're not playing the first. They knocked out two games, and I think they're talking about knocking out all four preseason games. Uh, yeah. uh, so well, only two right now. So and again, yeah. But if you allow fourteen thousand people into the stadium, that's ridiculous. I mean, why do they have yeah. fans? Yeah, because uh, because the one thing television that football has is absolutely amazing television revenue and with no fans in the stadiums 
It's worth that much more to the television stations. That's right. That's right. Um, so, so, and you can't have people. What are you going to do? You're going to have uh, fourteen thousand people. They're going to want food and, yeah. and beverages. Are you going to have people congregating next to the uh, hot dog stand yep, and the yep, beer stand? Yep. Yep. So, uh, so therefore, they they aren't doing themselves any favor by allowing football is the only one that and golf. Golf doesn't really need it now. Golf does it because. So much of the money for the entrance fees and things like that for our spectators goes to local charities. I understand that completely. I do, but but it it, it I don't know. And you're outside, and if you can social distance and be outside and stuff, but everybody's going to be following the leaders, you know. So well, uh, let me give you an update on the PGA. No fans for the rest of the season. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, they just announced that recently, and uh, so there will not be. Now, those are PGA sponsored events. I guess there's other sponsored events. I think the Masters is independent and stuff like that. But all PGA sanctioned tour events will not have crowds because the memorial I thought was going to, and then they already rescinded that. Yeah. In Columbus, the it's mo- just common sense, isn't it? It's it is. It is. And it's one thing if the players. I mean, that's the difference between you know the, the, the professionals are being paid. If they if they make the decision to go ahead and and play uh, a contact sport in the middle of a pandemic, and I, I, of course, you know, like baseball, baseball had an opt out. If you decide yes. not to play this year, and Buster Posey from the uh, San Francisco Giants, a big name, he's not playing this year. Yeah, and you're not penalized. You're given a year's credit, and, and you're getting uh, your, you're getting your full salary. Your no, okay, no. I thought you were getting no, full you're salary. Not, you're just you're just. I mean, the people who are opting out are are players that have tremendous contracts. And, you know, if you're making $30 million, I guess you can afford to sit at home for a year. Yeah, for, for 60, so for, talking, for 60 you're games. Not, you're not going to get paid, but you're not going to be penalized as far as... For 60 games, tenure. yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're going to be given credit hey, for your pension and uh, stuff like that. One thing came so, down, as, as we're winding down here, one thing came down Monday. Washington Redskins have announced they are officially going to change their name and get rid of their mascot. This year. This year. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they should have. I, I I wish they would have done it more on the basis of, you know, really do we want to do this uh, and, and perpetuate such a a uh, nickname that has been a stain, really, on, 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 on that franchise for years out of, you know, sheer consideration. But they did it because of money. Right, FedEx because your major because you had your saying, you know, we're not going to sell your products anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then then uh, they did it because of that, and uh, and I heard the Indians probably will change their name by the next year. Oh well, yeah, uh, according to Terry Pluto, he thinks it'll be probably twenty twenty two before that changes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but we don't know. But and that's another thing going on that that we just touched the surface on, but. I heard Cleveland Guardians is the number one right now. 
Cleveland, nobody really knows. Cleveland Guardians? The Guardians, you know, and there's a bridge, a, a really oh, famous bridge yeah. in, 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 uh, in downtown yes, Cleveland. Yes, yes. And, yeah. and there's two mighty statues, I think they're lions, and it's called the Guardians. Okay. And that's, I, I always kind of thought that, you know, the, uh, Senator Brown wants to call the Indians the Buckeyes. Yeah, I, okay. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think Columbus would be. I don't think Columbus would be too fond of that. Nah, I don't think that's that's possible. But maybe you know uh, a tribute to a Negro League team, like the Monarchs of Kansas City, or some name like that that they could you know, transfer over to Cleveland. I don't know, but I'm sure some people say now it could be like the Cobras. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Cleveland Cobras and the Cleveland Cobras. You, know, you, could, yeah. you could you can have a logo with snake and stuff like that. It's going to be a boom for merchandise. It will be, and uh, you know there's still talk uh, of the, the Cleveland Spiders. And uh, you know one thing you'll be reading later this week for everybody on Wednesday is Terry Pluto talks about how in the early 1900s when they were searching for their identity and team, they were almost named after the National League Cleveland Spiders. Then so. Uh, that's yeah. something to look forward to Friday afternoon at 4.30. Captain Bill will be bringing the Terry Pluto columns from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. How's that for a what plug? What day is that? Now, when, I Wednesday. Know I'm on, but you're, you're, I don't know. Exactly. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday? Wednesday at 4.30. Wow. There you go. So here we are yeah. Here we are today at uh, between uh, 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 4 and 5, and then tomorrow you'll be back on at 4.30. Too much of me. Nah, I never can get too much of you. Is there is there plenty of time for me to fulfill the whole hour? Uh, no, I mean, just half hour. The half hour, yes. Plenty, plenty half for the half hour. Yep. I, I I can't throw in a yodel. A yodel? Well, I don't think there'll be time for a yodel this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, the music. I my yodel. The music is sneaking up on us, and you know what that means? It's time. All right. All it's right. time for your pun. All right. All right. A lot of money is tainted. It ain't yours, and it ain't mine. Oh, ain't that the truth? Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Oh my. Well, I tell you what, the week we get closer, we'll be, oh, this time next week, we'll be looking forward to baseball in just a few days, if baseball is going to happen. Basketball is supposed to be another four or five days after that, as the players are heading to Orlando right now. I got a name for the Indians. Yeah? The Cleveland Yodelers. Okay, anything but the rebuilds, okay? (laughs) All right, that's it. We'll see everybody next week on Sports Sidebar. Bye-bye, everybody.